Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, we're a little 24 hours, a little more than 24 hours after the humiliating defeat of the Wallabies, which, uh, given 24 hours to let it dwell, um, the people I'm really feeling for are the ones that put Australian rugby on the map. And one of those was the wonderful Wallaby fullback, Matt Burke, who works in the media now, Matt. Gosh, so uh, what a what a, a tug of war for you. You're a proud Wallaby, former Wallaby, and you're having to tell this story. How tough has the last 24 hours been for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, first and foremost, I feel sad for, and good morning. First, first and foremost, I feel sad for the bikes to a, to a, you know, being put in that situation. Um, you know, that you talk about trying to, you know, put yourself on a map and 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 make a mark for yourself, and they've made a mark in in the, in the most sort of, I suppose, wrong way you could call it there. Um, yeah, and then yesterday, yeah, it was interesting because <laughs> apart from, uh, you know, what unfolded and, and the history that I have with the sport, um, I got my rugby league mates who sit, you know, literally a desk across from me saying, smash him, you've got to smash him. And I go, oh, I, I don't know if I can. I can, but I can't. So, you know, in, in that space, you have to be objective, don't you? Um, you know, and the, the, the performances that the, the performance that they put on wasn't up to scratch. Um the coach and the decisions he made wasn't up to scratch. The interesting part I thought about uh, yesterday was, um, you know, we got these, we got kids, you know, we got, we got kids playing test match rugby. Um, so they've been asked to, they've been asked to do a job, and they haven't been armed with all the correct tools. And they're, they're the guys I feel for, um, you know, be able to try and lead a team around that just had no experience, you know, in in, in big games uh, and. To, to choose a different team was um, uh, a ballsy call, uh, but certainly, um, yeah, I think they got set up for failure, unfortunately. And it was interesting, we had the panel show out of Australia, and there stands Michael Hooper, and then we see tweets from Bernard Foley, and I think it said it didn't, mm. didn't have to be like this. The initial reaction, mm-hmm. Matt, over here... Um, and I don't want to um, sugarcoat it, uh, was uh, Eddie Jones is a buffoon. He doesn't know what he's doing. But uh, just with the benefit of 24 hours, it's, the issue's wider than that in Australia. Well, I, I think, I mean, if you look at a stat that from that 2019, pardon me, the 2015 World Cup when you boys won and our, and our guys, you know, made it through to the final, uh, that was England's home uh, series. Uh, they, they got bundled out in the pool match. Uh, we, were wonder, we were wondering, you know, who was the next guy to, to take him through uh, to a to a World Cup final, and it was and it was Jones, you know, who, who then took that team to 2019 World Cup final, and got got beaten there. So, I mean, is he the right person to get in, into that space? the the the, the question about uh, the question about uh, the deep seated uh, issues, I suppose you could call that, uh, uh, when we're looking at who we have to compete with, and and and, and you know, I mean, you guys have been you know, seeing an incredible groundswell of support for the Warriors, um, you know, uh, over the last sort of you know eight ten weeks, and uh, certainly will be continuing to the future. Um, that's the kind of level of of support that 
uh, rugby union battles with over here the whole time. So, you know, not only that, uh, on that rectangular field game, but also obviously sponsors through AFL uh, as well. So it becomes a difficult proposition. And when they're offering uh, spots around to, to kids, and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to get a you know full-time contract and the rest of it. It's, a, it's an offering of a position in a professional team. So I look at uh, you know what uh, rugby league can offer with 17 teams, you know, a reserve grade, an under-20s, uh, then you go down to the whatever the, the, the junior stuff is after that. And they don't need much. They just need a bit of recognition. And, you know, we're trying to do this in our, in our high-performance stuff and, and what have you to try and retain, hang on to these kids rather than going to rugby league. And the difficult part about that is at the moment, we've got five teams in Australia. Uh, and those five teams have only got sort of 30 professional guys and some juniors on top of that. So the money doesn't spread very, very far. And, and I think that's the problem. And, and we're always... Saying you know we're we're going to uh, you know we need to entice these guys just by the the love of the game and sell them the dream and and that's a really hard proposition when um, money is a, is a factor so you know we're going down to grassroots stuff and you know through COVID there wasn't much games playing uh, I look at the the high performance I suppose I'm a bit of a uh, at fault here as well there's a there's a a bit of a bubble that's created you know these kids are coming out of, of school having played not a great deal of football and are promoted very quickly into this environment uh, where I, I go back to sort of, you know, where I played my career. I played, you know, club footy for, you know, X amount of years and I, I got a number of games under my belt before I even got a start for New South Wales or even a start for Australia. So uh, I, there just needs to be a bit of a shift. And look, Phil Wall comes in as CEO. He's been, uh, he's walked that path from a junior uh, perspective all the way through to, to that national level. Uh, and so he has to start implementing some plans, and, and there has to be a change because, you know, the the, the fall from grace uh, is is disappointing, uh, sad and disappointing for what rugby, you know, what it was in this country. Yeah, because New Zealand rugby fans, um, hand on heart, we know it's better for us if Australia are strong. I mean, while it's it's yeah. humorous at the time that we're flogging the force and we're flogging the rebels, we're beating the Waratahs and the Reds with our Super Rugby teams. It does the All Blacks no good either. So, yeah, correct. How much pain can the powers that be of Australia rugby endure in a society, Matt, that want the quick fix, want the quick result? That ain't going to happen in Australian rugby. Well, that's the and that's the argument uh, that they've had for the last sort of you know fifteen years. I think there's been I think I, I read or heard a stat the other day that there's been like thirteen reviews into sort of you know why you know Australian rugby hasn't you know moved forward and and and, and kept up pace with world rugby uh, or the powers that be. And uh, a part of that uh, seems to be just sort of you know touching the surface. Um, in regards to getting the, the juniors involved, uh, I look at, and my anecdote is, you know, and, and I've said it to, you know, the bosses. I said, mate, I go down the road with my kids. Um, my, I got daughters. I go down the road with my daughters and we kick, um, you know, we kick goals, field goals and pass the footy and that kind of stuff. And I look around, there's kids at the park there uh, kicking with the ball pointed down. So they're goal kicking, uh, but they've got it laid down like, Rugby league, um, you know the, you know I, I look at the great kickers around the world uh, from previous years, and I'll and I'll I did a bit of work with that Dave Allred back in the day. But I look at Wilkinson, I look at Carter, I look at uh, uh, a few of the other boys, I look at Johnny Sexton. Now the way they stand the ball up 
that that that's the that's the way I prefer the method. You know, that's 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 sort of the, the rugby union way. You know what I mean? Mm. But so when you go down the park and you, and all you see is these kids laying the ball down, toe poking the ball, um, and uh, and I and their their only source of of uh, inspiration, if you call that, or, or direction, is from their dads who watch rugby league because it's on free to wear. And and I've, and I've said to them so. What we need to do is we, we need to create more heroes. So it's a bit of a catch twenty two in this in this environment in Australia because you, know, you talk about money. Where does it come from? And the, the money always comes from uh, the, uh, the the broadcasting deals, which are usually a, a pay TV deal, which is obviously behind a pay wall. So we're, we're in this really tough battle to be able to try and create the heroes again. Um, and you mentioned at the start, you know, that this, you, you had a chat with Jeremy Paul, that kind of stuff, and and these are guys that are still. Uh, very much in the in the forefront of the minds of of the people who remember from twenty years ago, um, and, and sadly now uh, we know Michael Hooper because he's been around for so long. But you know, outside of that, how many other players? Uh, unfortunately, how many other players uh, are heroes for these guys and girls coming through? The sevens certainly, as in even for the girls, uh, sevens has, has certainly put Australia on the map in that regard. Our, our girls know who the sevens girls are. And, um, you know, they train, one of my, my eldest trains alongside them. So there, there's a connection there. But if there's no connection, that becomes really difficult. Yeah, you just mentioned that, and that's so accurate. Um, we go back uh, in your time, and even the guy I used to joust with a little bit, Chris Latham, but there was the Gregan, Larkham, Mortlock, Clyde Rathbone, Joe Roth. They just roll off the tongue of New Zealanders here. Yeah. But, but now it's Michael Hooper. And it, you're right, actually. It's about creating heroes because the mm. great Wallaby teams of the future are currently 12 and 13 years old, uh, starting out at secondary yeah, that, school. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, that's right. And, and one of the one of the one of the scenarios, uh, yeah, that we're finding. Uh, and again, I go back to work now, and you know, I got my my rugby league mate who was through and through rugby union, you know, growing up, and uh, has you know become despondent with you know sort of the, the, the direction of the game. And I, and I sort of saying, I, I always say to him, mate, you know, keep the faith, like it, it's, it's going to be okay. And and he always says to me, you, you know, you. There goes another one. Like, uh, for example, Izzy Katoa, who went up to uh, went up to the Dolphins. He was at, at school with my daughter uh, only a year ago up at Barker. Uh, now his his scenario is is very similar to the ones like uh, Joseph Suli'i, for example. So, you know, you got these kids who have come from sort of Western Sydney. They go to these private schools. They get a scholarship. Um, and then everyone's frustrated that they go back to rugby league uh, at the end of their tenure of, of sort of you know of that scholarship to the to the private school. And I was like, well, they're not really they're not really rugby guys anyhow. If that's the case, their heart and soul is is playing you know rugby league, and they've just been given an opportunity at a, at a private school. Now, I think that attitude um, uh, in regards to the private school that needs to uh, expand as well. We we, we can't just keep running on this bandwagon of, of getting private school, uh, you know, boys and girls to be able to sort of fill a void of, of, of picking up spots. So the, the, the wider game needs to be uh, played, you know, all across Australia. Um, the difficulty of that is, and, and it's, and I see it with my kids on a, on a weekend. Again, I, I go back to my kids all the time. You know, we, we got, uh, you know, the, the way it works here in Australia, there's, there's rugby league on Saturday and, and there's rugby union on Sunday. And they obviously, they don't clash. Uh, but when you play uh, rugby union on Sunday, these kids come across from from rugby league, and you know you, you've got to basically retrain them to to be able to play, 
rugby union rules because the way they tackle in rugby league is, uh, you know, what's given in rugby league is, you know, red card and, and yellow cards in, in rugby union, you know? And, and, and so, you know, that you spend the first 15 minutes trying to like, like remind the kids out there that you've got to hit below the shoulder. You can't go seatbelt tackle. You can't do this. You can't do that. And so it's a, it's a real challenge uh, in that regard. In saying that, you're not going to turn the kids away because you know you need the numbers. And and if you get one or two out of that who get hooked in the game, you know, fantastic and and continue. Um, but that's 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 pretty much the battle that you're facing at the moment. You know, these kids are playing both sports on the weekends, and 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 when they get to that age, uh, and they and they need to choose. Uh, a lot of them are choosing rugby league because of the opportunities. We're talking to Matt Burke, uh, Wallaby Great. Finally, Matty, I'm going to chuck three names at you and you tell me yeah. what's going to happen or what changes, whatever. Hamish McLennan, Phil War, Eddie Jones. What are the, what are those three? <laughs> what are those? They're the three key, are they? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, uh, Hamish, uh, and again, he's a, he's a uh, by full disclosure, is a, a personal friend of mine. Um, I like the way he's been bullish in the last uh, sort of you know, year and a half, at least to get sort of you know, rugby union back on the map again. Uh, he's he's certainly uh, a bit of a, a one-off in in that regard because he can do what he wants to in that space. Uh, we've got to work out what his direction is. You know, does he want to um, does he want to stay in long haul? If he, if he does, I think he'll be um, I think he'll be a benefit to the game because of his. His, his people skills knowledge and 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 connections around the world um, uh, but we need to make some right decisions Phil in that role now uh, he needs to be his own man in that regard um, you know uh, Phil as I said came from uh, from grassroots rugby you know down near my local club where I'm at the moment just you know down the northern beaches of Sydney and, and he's gone all the way through so you, you want him to be your own man and to be able to uh, understand that there's going to be some pain. Uh, we all know there's going to be pain, and we've been saying that for 20 years, but I think that that's a real change this time. Um, the, the next part is, uh, is Jones is, is, a, is a really uh, difficult one because, as I said at the start, that stat, when he took England after losing the, the pool matches and going out the pool stages in 2015 and then took him to a World Cup after that, obviously coming on after Lancaster left, will he do the same thing here? Um, then there's that speculation about this this Japanese job, and, and I don't know if you saw the press conference yesterday. He was very bullish about yeah. you know, I'm sticking around for Australia. Didn't give a time frame though. <laughs> uh, if he does stay, I mean, there's, there's 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 things about that as well, isn't there? If if he leaves now, you know, Australian Rugby Union couldn't afford him to pay out four years of, of contract. So uh, if there was a um, a performance clause uh, in that uh, in that first one there. Uh, I, I, I don't know the ins and outs of this detail, but if it is, it'll, it'll cripple Australian rugby. So I think they're still paying Dave Rennie to this World Cup as well. Mm. So, you know, they've been paying Dave Rennie and and, uh, and Jones uh, a double salary at the same time. Um, who else? I, I saw Dan McKellar being, uh, you know, sort of, you know, uh, uh, positioned last night. He's over in Leicester at the moment, I think it is. So, you know, sometimes uh, you've got to make the long, the long call to be able to, uh, to get a right call. So I think I've sidestepped all those questions for you perfectly, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and I don't know what's going to happen there, but I'll tell you what, whatever happens, it'll be interesting how it, how it unfolds because, you know, I mean, I go to the coffee shop and I just cop it from, from everyone, you know, and, and, and that's, that's the sort of litmus test that these blokes need to talk about as well, you know, and I know there's decision-making, 
Um, but uh, you know, as, as my wife says, so I'm, I'm, mate, I'm New South Wales president at the moment, and uh, and my wife said to me, well, I was, I was in there for about a week, and she goes, what have you done about so and so? And I went, oh, I've been there for a week, like you know, I've been able to order a coffee. That's about it, you know. Like so, and unfortunately, um, change takes time. Uh, but we don't have time, you know, and, and we, need to, we need to make some swift calls about, you know, what's what's happening in the future of Australian rugby. Again, I, I go back to these, this this current mob, and, and I I feel for them. You know, they got one more game against Portugal. I texted one of the boys last night, and he said, "Look, you know, we've got to put in a good shift." And it's all the irony, isn't it? I mean, they they they, they said they trained, they had a great week of training, this that and the other, and they just don't put it out in the game. Uh, and I think there's that that little bit of lack of leadership around there at the moment, and uh, you know, and. Jones has to be accountable for that, uh, very much so. Um, so I'm sure he'll have a um, get a get a word from Wari uh, in that new role. And very quickly, a last one. I know everyone was um, yeah. very critical. <laughs> I'm about, happy to chat, man. Yeah, um, like COVID responses. People with the benefit of hindsight say all the governments got it wrong. Dave Rennie out, Eddie Jones in. Benefit of yeah. hindsight. Do you think they've regretted doing that? I reckon they have. Yeah, I reckon they have. Um, you know. I, I met Dave uh, a, a couple of times um, through my through my tenure there, and, and look, I, I thought he was one. He was a good lad. Two, he was he was he was getting a, a good culture happening. Um, uh, three, he, he seemed to be smart cookie. I mean, he got some results. He got wins over. I think he got a win over the ABs at one stage. Yeah, he certainly got a win over South Africa. Certainly last year, just in Adelaide. Um, uh, and there was was there progression? I thought there was. There was a good talent pool. There was some good base there. I mean, you know, we, we know the the, the the leaving of of Quade Cooper, Michael Hooper, Nolo Sio is not there. Um, you know, smart guys uh, who who were there. And again, I, I I'm not I'm not having a crack at any of these young kids that are there, uh, Donaldson, Gordon, uh, you know, leading around. But you know, these blokes are still should be playing. You know, finishing Super Rugby and going back to playing club rugby. And just getting the yards up, um, and uh, and learning the game, learning that that IQ of the game. Uh, so in hindsight, look, perhaps absolutely. But you know, Jones has doubled down yesterday. He said in that conversation uh, afterwards in the presser that you know I don't think we could have got any better if I had a different team. And that was a massive statement for me yesterday, meaning that obviously he didn't have any faith in the the Hoopers, the Coopers, and and, and of the like. So. Look, if you're going to go all in with the youth policy, it has to start down at the grassroots level, and and that's uh, that's a fill wall uh, issue, um, you know, to to be able to uh, at least make some kind of change. But as you said, you know, the juniors that are going to win now are the the, the kids that are 12 and 13, so they need to hang on to them somehow uh, and not lose them through the system. Matty Burke, lovely insights. Uh, really appreciate time. Your busy day uh, chatting to us, and my thoughts are with you and the evil professor that we called Sterling Mortlock and JP and all, all of those guys. Um, you'll be doing it tougher than us. So um, thanks heaps for chatting today. Uh, yeah, thanks for your thanks for your thoughts, and uh, I look forward to see how the, the rest of the World Cup rolls out. There he is, Matty Burke. Uh, well, it'll be great. Uh, we'll chuck the phone lines open, eh? 0800 150, your reaction to what one of the absolute greats of Wallaby Rugby had to say back shortly.